Hello and welcome to The Long Short, a new podcast brought to you by AIMA, the Alternative Investment Management Association, focusing on the very latest insights on hedge funds and private credit. My name is Tom Keogh. AIMA is the global representative of the alternative investment industry with around 2,000 corporate members spread across 60 countries. Of these, our fund manager members account for approximately $2.5 trillion in hedge fund and private credit assets. Each weekly episode of The Long Short will examine topical areas of interest from across the alternative investment universe, news, views, and analysis delivered by AIMA's global team, as well as a host of industry experts. So whether you're a hedge fund or a private credit industry veteran, a student of the industry, or just someone interested in learning more about hedge funds and private credit, this podcast will be your ideal companion to help navigate you through the long and short of this fascinating industry. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of The Long Short. And some of you, like myself, may be returning to the office. We're all now in a hybrid working model. So whether it is you are going into the office or you're settling down for a cup of tea at your home office, it's great to have your company and thanks for listening. It absolutely is. And this week we have Chris Brown, Senior Research Analyst at With Intelligence, formerly Pageant Media, who will be speaking to us to dissect the recently published latest edition of the Investor Intentions Report, which came out last week in partnership with AMA. Hi, Chris. Welcome to The Long Shore. Hi, nice to be with you, Drew. Before we get into the reason you're here, I can't help but notice, but if we include your good self and also our producer, Katerina, we almost have a representative from every member of the Six Nations Rugby Tournament, which, which started at the weekend. You may have noticed. Uh, just to be a good sport, any commentary at all on the first week's results? Well, it was just a relief, you know, for me to watch it and to have full stadium. It was great to be back in full stadiums and the fans and everything. And yeah, it was a rather fortunate win at the end for Scotland in the Calcutta Cup. The last round of the championship is on the 19th of March when Scotland have to travel to Ireland. So that could possibly even be a Six Nations decider. Well, maybe a Triple Crown decider. Who knows? Uh, it'd be very exciting. Yeah, I wish I could go. But yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'll be fun to watch anyway develop. Well, the scoreline aside, I was just happy to see a full stadium again. That, that piped in crowd was, was bizarre a year or so ago yes so chris i mean some people may know you better under the banner of hfm or maybe even pageant media just before we dive into the report would you mind just giving us uh, an update on your recent rebrand and and what the thinking was behind that who or what are wit so sorry i've been i've been practicing that question all day that's okay it's um we are, uh, as a business, we are transforming. Um, we were established as a traditional asset management publishing business and then developed into events. And now we're basically um, becoming uh, a modern tech-enabled data, data business, a business intelligence business. So our customers now will get the bigger picture and fresher, smarter insights. So it's we've moved purely away from pure publishing to business intelligence and it's gone really well it's the data platforms transformed from early 2022 and yeah the feedback we're getting is great so it's a very exciting time for the company and it's a very exciting time for us to be um, publishing uh, reports again with AMA so yeah it's Absolutely. all going well and we're very pleased to be um working with you um 
is is the is the um service you provide and you say it's um data led yes so yeah. that, and is is that focused then on the alternative investments industry yes it's okay alternative investments industry the events do cover other um aspects live events but our main data platform the reports we produce in the data studio are, are alternative asset and is the target is the target reader uh, the target consumer the ior and business development side yeah. of the business okay basically our and business development but we do have a broad range of uh, uh, members and um, people who even non-alternative asset industry people who just want to know what the climate is and what's going on um, even some you know big pension funds etc so it's a broad range of uh, clients but our main focus is ir and business development so the new brand is called with intelligence with intelligence so it covers a whole remit of with investments with everything so we we offer a full package around alternative assets and alternative investment industry intelligence and business data um, and we in the data studio are our main focus is to use the data we have to analyze what's going on and giving you know actionable intelligence to our members and prospects um so yeah it's and that's our main focus at the moment it's going really well most of your listeners might know us from hfm which is a huge brand in the industry um that brand's continuing at the moment but yeah with is the main uh, with intelligence is the main focus for us going forward very good well, uh, as part of that, as to say, before you were with Intelligence, uh, we began a, a research series with you called Investor Intentions. That has been running as a biannual report for a little while now. Um, but again, could you just give our listeners a very brief overview of the uh, purpose behind this report and what it sort of seeks to achieve? So Investor Intentions is a survey based on analyzing exactly what it is, investor intentions, how investors view um, the investable world. And we use our, uh, we survey allocators across regions. And for this specific report we're talking about is uh, United States. And we analyze it and then produce a report uh, beginning of this year, but we're producing more later this year in investor intentions. And basically it's giving a survey of what um, allocators are thinking about, what's concerning them, where where the capital flows are producing. Yeah, it's just really an in-depth analysis of precisely what it says in the tin, investors' intentions. And, and who are the investors that you're talking about? Are these institutional investors those that primarily allocate yeah hedge funds and two alternatives yes yes we are they are there's also family offices and other um smaller organizations corporate pensions etc but generally um it's institutional investors um they're the main focus certainly in this report we're going to discuss we've been working in this the uh, the survey was carried out in December 2021 so it's been our main focus in the team for the last six to eight weeks and we're very pleased with what we've produced along with Emma um, so yeah I hope the members and prospects enjoy it and I hope your um, members as well manage to uh, find some insights that they might not have got. 
Well, let's dig into the key findings because there was some really interesting data points here. As I say, to, to sort of have that six-month update is a, is an incredibly valuable and powerful resource, uh, not just for IR, but you know, to get an insight across the whole uh, industry. Could you just walk us through some of the the highlights, if you can pick out a few? Uh, yeah. Say that there were many data points to choose from, or at least yeah. I thought so. Yeah, thanks. It's yeah, it's very interesting. So we um, surveyed 224 US allocators, and the results were extremely interesting. Uh, half of US allocators surveyed said they were likely to increase their allocation to hedge funds in the next 12 months. Um, this interest was driven by family offices, uh, almost two thirds of whom are going to increase allocations, and foundation endowments over 50% are going to increase allocations. Um, one in th that means that one in three US family offices are now going to seek uh, long-short equity investments. Um, interest is focused on long-short equity and multi-strategy hedge, uh, particularly those with global and North American remits. Um, in geographic terms across the US, interesting findings were that only one in five California-based investors are increasing to hedge funds. That's something we might want to dig in to later. Um, there's, there's various reasons for that, we suspect. But then when you went more towards the Midwest, four in five Illinois-based investors were increasing to hedge funds. So there's huge uh, variation in uh, regional terms, but there's also data points there that were unexpected uh, in the current climate but generally it was a very positive in terms of for the industry a very positive findings and it, it paints a very positive picture going forward in 2022 for the hedge fund industry now just to remind listeners this survey was done in december so uh, not to be confused when we talk about the why here with uh, some of the the frothier market conditions we've seen in the opening weeks of January. But the situation hasn't changed so much that we can't draw some broader conclusions about why certain uh, investors, various types of investors, may be looking to increase their allocation to hedge funds. And one of the real PowerPoints of this report is that it does answer that why, which is, you know, very often you might have a, just that blanket data point, but the why is almost more important. Could you just talk us through, in a broad sense, uh, you know, you mentioned half of US investors, and then you, you also mentioned that family offices were showing a particular interest there, and, and that's really fascinating, actually. Could, could we just dig into that yeah. a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the reason uh, the findings we got were that um, investors are allocating to hedge funds because they offer risk management and niche opportunities. Um, along with private equity, which was uh, the only asset class higher than hedge funds where US allocators are going to allocate to. Um, our survey sh showed that um, managers are, uh, hedge fund managers are best placed to navigate the ongoing risk from rising interest rates and government and central bank intervention. Um, there's still re real concerns about the value of real assets and real estate um, over the next year. And so hedge funds are benefiting from that. Furthermore, hedge funds have performed really strongly in each of the uh, past three years and looked well set for 2022. In terms of uh, investor type, um, family offices are the US investor group most likely to register hedge fund interest this year. And the reasons for that are simply because, that, unsurprisingly, 
they have their their concern by the potential for uh, anemic equity returns on a market downturn. Family offices, on average, um, I don't know if your listeners know that, are on average smaller size with a more flexible structure, and so they have a higher tolerance for risk and are more streamlined. So hedge funds appeal to them more in terms of uh, they're very well matched for hedge funds. So uh, the 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 strong potential for uh, quite stringent equity returns this year, uh, the prospect of needing downside protection, uh, all these things seem to be ramped up more so now than in previous years. And, and that's really underpinning this, this data point on, on interest from investors. The other thing that you just touched on there, which I'd like to expand on, is, is you mentioned that interest in private markets is also strong. Uh, this is something, this is not a new trend in the sense that that has come through, I think, in the uh, several of the most recent iterations of this report, but it came through even stronger this time round. I think if I'm correct, private equity was the yeah. only uh, strategy within alternatives that was more popular than hedge funds in this instance. What is it about private markets that has sort of turned investors' heads somewhat? Well, they're seen as fundamentally as good risk diversifiers. Um, the expect and Bluntly, the past performance for private equity has been remarkable, and investors continue uh, suspect that that will continue in 2022. Um, on our survey, 51% of uh, U.S. investors increase their, in, are increasing their allocation uh, to private equity, which is more than twice the score of any other asset class in the category. Um, this is actually this is in terms of investor regional variation this is a, a u.s phenomenon it's a preferred investment destination for most u.s uh, private equity investors and uh, most u.s investors um, will invest somewhat in europe and apac but when it comes to hedge funds and private equity only only seven percent of u.s investors were um focused on outside europe and north america Mm. Well, I guess that speaks to the to the home country bias that you often yeah. hear about on the investing front. You've mentioned that uh, we've we've obviously spoken that that hedge funds are somewhat popular, but we can dig a little bit deeper, can't we, in terms of what strategies specifically uh, are popular? I understand that although they investors may have got slightly more exotic in straying into private markets, when it comes to hedge funds, it's long short that still reigns supreme. Is that correct? Yeah, that's particularly true for institutional investors as well. Um, appetites for long-short equity are born out of the current geopolitical tensions, the ongoing pandemic. So these um, global issues have distorted valuations and created great challenges in terms of traditional asset investing. Um, this factors in again to the comments that I made earlier about family offices where smaller investors um, um, like family offices um, are spooked somewhat by high valuations and market uncertainty. So in terms of strategies, all this translates into long-short equity interest, uh, which reached almost, 40, uh, almost 50% of the US family offices we uh, analyzed and 35% of the US foundations and endowments. The only outlier there was um, US corporate pensions, which have a distinct set of challenges, which are and totally resistant to the appeal of uh, long-short equity. Their, their preferences were for multi-strat and macro investing. Um, the second strategy that we analyzed that uh, came through in the findings was multi-strat, um, usurping macro. Um, 
because uh, investors consider, consider um, multi-strat the best strategy uh, to navigate the transition out of COVID along with rising interest rates. There's also, so there was also some reflection in the results of a, a continued interest in event-driven hedge fund um, allocations, but that's lessened from 2021. This is partly due to softening investor expectations for a post-COVID merger and acquisitions. But it also seems that some of the responses we got, it seems that um, um, event-driven has reached its natural ceiling for the value in the portfolios that we, um, they can have. The report mentions that flows were positive but lumpy yeah. in 2021. Um, so all told, decent year then in terms of capital investment for the industry, net capital investment? It, yeah, I mean, it's a really good year. Net capital investment was $25 billion. Um, which uh, is the first year of net inflow since 2017. The net outflows in two, uh, 2020 were 15 billion and the year before that were 17 billion. So it's a remarkable turnaround, um, which bodes well for this year and next year as we uh, hopefully transition further out of the pandemic. It wasn't an up and down story though. It was, um, there were negative and positive months um, and, as we were carrying out the survey, um, there were outflows in December, but that's part, uh, we, we think that's partially caused by uh, fears of central banks losing control of inflation and tighter monetary policies hitting equity values. But it's still a very positive story for 2021 as we go into 2022. So we had um, 200 plus investors take this survey. How can investors um, participate in this survey? Um, and what are your plans um, for the next iteration of the survey. I know that this is something that we will be doing with you on a six monthly basis. Is that right? Yes, yes we are going to do, uh, we're looking for, we're go our next intention report is due out in the summer. Although there might be, we're looking into maybe doing an interim or update report in the spring. Right. If investors want to uh, contribute, which we would really welcome, they can contact us or you guys or subscribing for free in exchange for off-the-record information. We're always wanting off-the-record information to a newsletter that's uh, started by with intelligence called the Allocator Newsletter um, by um, Liana Orr, which has proved remarkably popular with allocators. Um, and that's available where on the with intelligence website on the with on the with intelligence website okay. yes the other features we're um working on for this report are we want to develop the report into a series of dynamic live charts and tables so that we can better understand why some investors are not increasing their hedge fund allocations or even those that are still resisting their moves into hedge funds plus we really want to uh, use the data and go deeper into investor interest and intentions by region and type and other relevant characteristics. So this is a both an end in itself, but a work in progress, and we're really excited about where the report can take okay, it. Okay, so the, the next edition, which will look at the second half of the year and intentions for investors in the second half of the year, will be out, you say, in early July, is that right? It should be summer, yes. And so, um, what other reports have you got then um, in the pipeline, you know, for our listeners to be aware of when they're thinking about educating them about trends across the alternative investment industry well we've got we do we're currently working on investment consultant report uh, which is a handbook which gives a guide to um, an under analyzed class of uh, the alternatives investment area and um, we do a usual spotlights which is pensions and um, strategy reports we produce investor trends and intel analysis where we analyze the analysis um, from our database and come up with 
um, actionable insights there. Listeners, regular listeners might know that of the Billion Dollar Club report, which we produce every year, which is the top uh, hedge fund analysis, which was under the HFM brand. And banner, yeah. Yeah. And we are also doing flow reports every month. So we analyze uh, inflows and outflows every month across asset classes. So yeah, they're the main focus for us. So and you can just head to the website and sign up or contact me or anyone else and we can fill in our, all our time schedule and chronology of those reports. Very interesting, Chris. Well, Eamon looks forward to um, continuing our collaboration with you as we yeah. develop the Investor Intention series. Yeah, it was, it was great to have your feedback and analysis. It wouldn't have been the same without you. And I think it's a really exciting time for the industry uh, as the Investor Intentions report proves. Great. Well, we'll bring you back in again uh, to talk to the H2 report, maybe if not then before, or maybe some of the other um, new reports that you're yeah. producing over the coming months. Yeah, that'd be great to chat again and uh, perhaps we can, you know, celebrate a triple crown or somebody winning. I suspect it'll be Ireland that will win, but possibly, yeah, possibly. possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Thank you again. No, thank you very much for your time. AIMA is pleased to announce the inaugural Cybertech Forum 2022, a half-day virtual event which will be taking place on Wednesday the 20th of April. Join us to gain insights into all cyber and technology related developments impacting the alternative management industry and critical themes in cyber risk and resilience. The half-day event will showcase an array of premium content. Topics will include the cyber and operational resilience regulatory landscape, technology due diligence, and new and emerging technologies up for discussion, as well as an opportunity for delegates to ask questions of the speakers. Register now to gain a greater insight into how technological advances are shaping the alternative investment industry, both today and in the coming years. To learn more, visit AIMA.org and navigate to the events pages. Many thanks again to Chris Brown, Senior Research Analyst at With Intelligence. Drew, some interesting insights on our Investor Intentions report. Anything that stood out from your side? Well, there was so much. The more you flick through that, that report, the more that stands out, actually. But, but just from speaking to Chris, what I was very pleased to hear was that they are uh, not content with the level of detail they've got, although impressive though it is. And they're going to continue to build that out. And uh, we spoke about the reasons why investors are increasing their allocation to hedge funds and, and other areas of the alternatives industry. But they are also going to look at why they maybe aren't investing further, uh, because obviously that might just be a case of they've reached their threshold of allocation. It might be because they're interested in private markets. And, and there's a lot uh, to discuss further on, on that side of the conversation. So I'll be very interested to, to see some data on that and, and have a discussion around that uh, in the summer when the next report comes out. That's right. And the, the present report, as well as the previous back catalogue of reports are available on our website at aim.org. And in our next episode, we'll be speaking to Robin Grew, Group COO and General Counsel at Man Group. She will be speaking to us about the all-important issue of diversity, equity, and inclusion across the industry, and not-to-be-missed podcast episode. Until then, thanks for listening.
The Long Short was brought to you by AMA, the Alternative Investment Management Association, the global representative for the alternative investment industry. As always, you can get the latest episodes by subscribing to The Long Short on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, or by streaming episodes directly from our website, AMA.org. Thanks for listening.